You're listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, and my goal is to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Welcome to the final episode of 2022. I can't believe how fast this last year went, this last few years have went. I feel like every single year it goes by faster and faster. So last year I did a kind of recap episode talking about my favorite health habits and kind of biohacks of that year. But this year I kind of wanted also add in what I feel like is one of the biggest health themes that I saw both across my own journey and also working with hundreds of thousands of people from all over the country to internationally to locally here in my area. So I feel like things, I mean, we call it clinical practice for a reason. You're practicing because every single day I'm learning something new. I'm learning how to update and change and grow as a practitioner and that's one thing I love about it. I mean, there's so many times where I am so excited to open my laptop at the beginning of the day and to build and craft protocols for people. Like I just, I really do love what I do. And I hope that that comes through with what I do on social media, with what I do with the podcast. And I think one thing I love about it so much too, is I feel like a a student constantly, right? So, you know, even though I've been doing what I've been doing for a few years now, I, I've constantly lo- growing and I feel like there's almost themes to kind of almost each year, which I feel like I, I do attract a kind of certain amount of people with certain symptom sets. So of course there's going to be varying themes and overlapping themes, but you know, so if I were to kind of say, okay, 2022, what was kind of the biggest lesson that I had learned in Cairo or I mean, both all of my all of my cases, not just chiropractic. Obviously, I see a, a more variety or a wider variety of people in functional medicine and integrative health. That I feel like 2022 was kind of the year of really realizing the power, the healing, uh, the healing power of detoxification, and especially really optimizing parasite cleanses and all these different therapies to really help people truly get to the root of of healing. And I, of course, I'm still doing those. I mean, I have had and seen so many amazing results with people going through the Parasite Protocol, which is available in my membership. Um, I mean, whether they're going through that or whether we're doing a Parasite Protocol one-on-one, I mean, I've continued to see just incredible results because it's not just specific to parasites. It's getting everything. It's getting mucus. It's getting biofilm. It's helping to rebalance SIBO. I mean, so many great things that really can kickstart people's healing. And I feel like that was really, you know, what I tapped into in 2022 or 2021, just really understanding the healing power of that and really one, seeing it firsthand for myself, uh, but then really starting to implement that more in clinical practice. And if I were to kind of think about what my theme is for 2023, oh man, um, I, I honestly would say it is less kind of, I don't know, uh, less detox, less kind of like holistic, uh, and more like mental, physical, emotional, really seeing how 
our stress can affect our body and really seeing how the power of mindset. I mean, I've had people where chronic gut things were on the best protocols. We're taking the best supplements. We're doing everything we can, but they get rid of a trigger in their lifestyle or they get rid of a toxic relationship. And as soon as they do that, their bloating dissipates within hours. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. But it's so powerful. And I think this was a main staple for a lot of the retreats that we did. I love the retreats that we do because it's, of course, we eat healthy food. We eat farm to table. We're moving our bodies. We're having community. But we're really working through mental uh, gaps or really just kind of helping your body tap into that parasympathetic nervous system. I did a mindfulness challenge, again, within my online membership uh, because I, I really see so much of the population not, not be in parasympathetic mode very often. And, and that is something that we learned obviously a lot about in chiropractic school and how obviously chiropractic therapies can help with that, which can be monumental. I mean, I see people walk in my office with their shoulders all the way up to their ears. They're just completely not present. They're stressed. And then after treatment, they're so much better. They're grounded, they're relaxed, their shoulders are down. So, I mean, I've been able to see that obviously on a Cairo level where I can put my hands on somebody, you know, we're doing aromatherapy, we're doing muscle work, we're really working on the nervous system. But when I'm working with people over Zoom or internationally or across the country or through telemedicine, I don't necessarily have that ability to quickly be able to manipulate their nervous system like I might if somebody comes into the office, which is great that, you know, I have those therapies, but really teaching people how just essential it is to have these mind body tools. I read so many different, I read quite a few different books this year that really intrigued my interest. Uh, Currently I'm reading The Body Keeps a Score, which is a great read. Um, We, I read, Oh my gosh, I feel like I read so many other books. I have a meditation book that I have that I'm going to be reading in the new year. But I feel like the big theme of kind of my reading this year, especially in the last few months, was just a lot of mind-body stuff. How I can really support, I don't you know, my how how the mind is affecting the body. We read another book we read, I read a book. This is, it definitely was older. It was, um, skin deep. It was cause I was noticing I was having flares in my, my acne. And for me, I know how stress related my acne is. Um, I get it more in the luteal phase after ovulation, but that's again during a time when your body's so much more sensitive to stress. So really kind of diving into that mind body connection of any, it was, that book was very interesting, talked about various skin issues, eczema, psoriasis, acne, and the connection that it has to your mental state, uh, and your mind and stress. So I feel like that was a huge theme for me this year was just really helping people and just seeing the effect that it can have on their digestion, their skin, their hormones, their fertility, their weight, all of these different things. Like if you're not addressing that mental piece, I mean, it's, it's crucial. It's essential. It's, it's everything really. And I've, I've really, really come to, to understand the importance even more. I mean, I obviously understood the importance before. I think even if you're, if you're listening and I think everybody understands that stress management is is really important. Right. And it's something that probably everybody needs a little bit more of, but (laughs) 
I mean, this year I really realized, wow, this is, this is not just something that we should do. It's something that should somehow be inter interconnected into every single person's daily routine. So for the last now month, month and a week or month and a half, I've been having, I've been really getting back into meditation practice. A lot of people say, oh, I can't meditate. Okay. Um, well, if I asked you to walk up to a barbell and squat your body weight on the barbell, I would also hope that you can't tell me to do that or you wouldn't be able to do that if you've never trained for it. Meditation is the same thing. Meditation is scary and intimidating to people because we are so dopamine driven. We are so adrenaline driven that sitting there is very difficult for people, one, but we get very frustrated with ourselves when we're not good at something. So sitting there and thinking, oh my gosh, my mind's not supposed to wander. I'm never supposed to think about anything when I'm meditating. I'm not good at that. So I'm just not going to practice when in reality, you need to meditate even more because of that. So I tell people this analogy, you don't just walk up to a barbell, squat your body weight for reps without training for it. And it's the same thing. You're not going to be a good meditator, good in quotes, because I don't, I think it's a practice. Uh, you're not going to be, you're not going to feel super efficient if you never do it. Your mind's not going to feel peaceful and at ease if you don't do it. And that's where really the benefit comes in the neuroplasticity and the brain and cognitive and groundedness that we get from meditation comes with practice. And I can tell you firsthand, meditation was the one thing for me that was always out the door the first. Like I was always going to move my body. I was always going to eat healthy. I was always going to get good sleep. But the first practice to go for me was always meditation. I would do it for a little bit. I'd fall off. I'd do it for a little bit. I'd fall off. We all have those habits, right? Maybe it's working out for you. Maybe it's eating healthy. Like we kind of do it for a little bit and then we fall off. But when you kind of start to habit stack, it's, 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 you are able to add it in more frequently. And when you do it and when you do more of it, you are continuously seeing the benefits. And Andrew Huberman did an amazing podcast on meditation, which, uh, let me find actually what episode that was for you guys, because it was, oh, what episode I'm not done with it. Cause it's quite, a, it's quite extensive, but it was just amazing for really, I mean, it's very, uh, it is episode number 96 on his podcast. It was released on October 31st on the Huberman Lab podcast. Highly recommend going to listen to that because he kind of helps you work through and understand why it's beneficial. But for me, it's it's I see it as just one, a non-negotiable because I know that cortisol management is something that I need to do, but also really working on that side of my brain. I know that it's, 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 it's it, I can get working on a, a task, but I might be easily distracted and kind of going back and forth between both things. And I feel like meditation makes me so much more focused on the one thing that I'm doing and I'm not as focused on other things. So it does translate into my daily life. It also makes me so much more calm and less reactive. Um, and, and there's many times I, I don't, I actually don't think in the last month I could tell you a time that I sat down and meditated where my mind didn't wander at least a few times, the power. And what I was saying about that neuroplasticity, that essentially what that means is your brain's ability to grow and adapt comes from, okay, if your mind wanders, you just bring it back. So some people meditate and they just focus on their breath, the in-breath, the out-breath, the in-breath, the out-breath. Some people do a body scan where they'll focus on a, you know various areas of their body, certain areas of their body, just one area. 
Some people also like will meditate and just focus on a sound. Whatever it is, it's just teaching you how to be present with that one thing. Because I mean, there, the, I like I said, I have not had one instance since I've been meditating where my mind does not wander at least a few times. And it's so easy to be like, oh, this is such a bad session, or oh my gosh, like, am I even getting anything out of it? And I promise, every single time I do it, I am. And I'm habit stacking because I I wake up every morning. It's so dark out. So I, and I, it's most of the time I'm waking up without an alarm. I'm in such a good rhythm, which I'm very proud about myself about. I'll do, I make my warm water with lemon and a little bit of salt. And I sit down, have a few sips of that, read a daily meditation in the daily stoic, which is just like a little excerpt from various philosophers. And then I sit down and I do a 10 minute daily calm meditation on the calm app with 10 minutes of red light therapy. I put the red light on put the app on at the same time, do them both together. And then I get my workout going. And it's been really nice because I'm, I really feel like I'm so much more productive. I'm centered. I'm not looking at my phone or anything. And it's just a really, I I actually really look forward to it. And even on the weekends, I still tend to stay in that routine. So I have really been loving it. And if you are looking to get into kind of some type of routine like that, find a time in your day where you might be able to pare it in. Maybe it's the morning, maybe it's at nighttime when you're doing your skincare or you've put the kids to bed. Whatever you feel like you can do daily, I think is a really good way for you to be able to stick to it. It's the same type of thing for exercise or whatever, whatever habit you're trying to implement. If you can kind of find a time in your day where you can be consistent with it until it becomes a habit, because for me, I think doing it in the morning is great. There's some times where, you know, we'll be in the sauna or I might be even more stressed and I say, I'm going to meditate again. Nick, do you want to meditate with me? Or I'll just do it by myself again for a few minutes. And then that's just extra bonus where I'm adding in it. Other, But otherwise, I feel like having this time where I know when I'm going to do it. I know that the benefits that it's going to give me. I wake up every single morning early on purpose so that I can carve out this time for myself. So maybe if that's a practice that you have been wanting to get in, which truthfully, I think it's a practice that everybody should do. Like I said, I don't know anybody who could sit there and not think about things. I mean, I'll think about things that happened 10 years ago and I'm like, where is this coming from? And then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to worry about it. Just get back to my breath or get back to the body scan or whatever part of the meditation that I'm doing. Um, but I, I personally have really seen profound impacts on that. I know people, there's so many people that I work with that struggle with chronic digestive issues and especially chronic constipation since I see a lot of people who struggle with acne. And there's been so many cases where I think we wake up, especially in those cases, they wake up so sympathetic. Whereas then when they kind of meditate, they're able to kind of calm that nervous system down a little bit so that their GI system can work a little bit more efficiently. And then they say kind of after they meditate, they have a much easier time. They go right to the bathroom, no problem. And I think that's just so profound, just seeing how those two are connected. Because I know when I'm meditating sometime or if I'm getting body work done or the other day I was getting Reiki done, which Reiki is a very cool therapy that I've explored this year um, and I'm very open to. I mean, my stomach was growling and gurgling as I was having the therapy done. And it just, it just shows you, I mean, how the, your mind and your body are so heavily connected. And I think in our world, we try to treat them very separately, whereas most physical ailments do have a mental component. And I think that's really what I wanted to tie in is that 
everything is very so connected. And, you know, if there's anything that you, if there's one thing that I think everybody could focus on a little bit more of is that mental, mental piece to holistic wellness, whatever that looks like for you, you know, maybe it's adopting a meditation practice, maybe it's adopting journaling or just time for yourself uninterrupted where you are allowing yourself to practice just being present and not thinking about the million things that you need to do or having all of this external stimulation with social media, I mean, podcasts, YouTube, all the things that are great and I love, but it, I think it's a very important piece of wellness. And I mean, if I could give you an estimate number of people that I've seen profound changes from adding very simple simple things. Um, I'll give you another example. Someone walked, someone was in my office. Um, I've been seeing her for a while and definitely like more hormonal stuff, uh, in the beginning. And she came in and I could just tell she just looked not herself. And she was like stressing about things that were six months down the road, four months on the road, like very, just much so on edge. And like, she was having such GI issues like we're thinking okay do we do we need to do a stool test like what's going on do we like she's she's thinking about maybe going to the gastroenterologist getting a colonoscopy doing all these things and I'm like I really just I feel like so much of this is stress related so we tried some things out like very simple things like I just discussed like getting her to meditate getting her to just kind of practice being mindful no joke I saw her a week later because she came in for some cupping she was an entirely different person entirely, entirely different person. And I'm not saying that what I'm talking about in terms of mindfulness and practicing that mind body stuff, I'm not saying that that's a quick fix and and you start practicing in a week, you're better. But in her case, it was just a profound difference. And even she could feel it. I mean, she knew even just within a few days and like the GI stuff was totally better. So again, I'm not saying it's a quick fix, but it's a very essential piece to the puzzle that if you are doing all the right things, you're taking all the supplements and herbs and nothing is working. You've run the stool test. Nothing's there. You've run the blood test. Nothing's there. And it's like, I don't understand what's going on. This, this is for sure just a missing piece. I mean, and then to dive even deeper than this, we have stored trauma. We have things that had happened to us, maybe that we don't even kind of think as being traumatic, but our body can hold on to it. I mean, I've really, I've learned a lot from the amazing therapists, uh, healing therapists, whether it's Reiki or energy healers or, um, whatever, whatever their specialty, uh, I've learned so much of how all of that can be interconnected in the body and really go, I think goes very hand in hand with a lot of things that I see GI issues, gut health, bloating, acne, hormone issues. They all are very much so tied together. And one thing, especially that I learned with my mom's uh, journey of cancer is if this stuff and the trauma and things like that aren't taken care of and handled, they can manifest, of course, more intense or, um, I guess, worst case scenario prognosis. Not saying that that's exactly 100% where hers came from, but I do think that's a huge piece to the puzzle. And so recognizing that, recognizing what I'm seeing in practice, it's just another really solid reminder for me that this is this is a a lifelong practice that I want to make sure I'm implementing. I always want to make sure this is a piece that I'm asking about a piece that we're taking into consideration when we're implementing a, a whole body wellness 
protocol um, and especially, you know, when we are just thinking of how can we make ourselves optimal in terms of health. I mean, this is a huge pillar. When I talk about kind of the pillars, we have, you know, movement, nourishment, community, stress relief, uh, and environment, right? Um, And, you know, mental health can kind of be grouped into all of those um, and whole body and, and kind of that whole body wellness pillar. But, you know, it's not just what you're eating or how much you move or how great you sleep. This is, this is a huge piece that, that we, that we definitely want to make sure is considered. So if this is something that resonated with you, if this is something that you kind of know that you can implement or you should implement, or you can work on a little bit more, maybe this is your goal going into 2023 is finding mindfulness practices that you can work on and really working on that mind-body connection a little bit better and really just kind of checking in with yourself. There's so many great apps out there. I mean, I know Insight Timer is free. I really like the Calm app. I like that they have a daily calm, which is usually like a seven-minute meditation. And then at the end, she kind of does, she talks about a life lesson that I always feel it very... Uh, I feel a lot of great, I don't know, comfort from, or just, I I really enjoyed that. But then there's also ones where if you just want to start small, start with a one minute check-in, a two minute meditation, a three minute meditation there. They have a bunch of different things. uh, If you are interested in in implementing that, but it doesn't even have to be a full on meditation. If you don't want to, you could just start with mindful breathing or just thinking about what's, what's going on with your breath or your belly moving up and down when you breathe. It could be really simple, but this I, I do think that this is a really important piece. It's by no means uh, the most sexy portion of health. I mean, most people, they want to talk about the saunas and the coffee enemas and the parasite cleanses and these detox protocols and all the things. And those are great, but this is just as important, if not arguably more, it's just not as fun for people to talk about, but the results speak for themselves, especially that I've seen with people who are constantly working on this and in, and for myself, it, I mean, the results truly do speak for themselves. And I consider this also to be a practice. So it's nothing that it's okay. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Like I reached my goal. Like this is something that's going to continuously be evolving for me and it's going to change and grow throughout the years and adapt and evolve. But it's, from now on a very critical part of of what I believe to be kind of total body wellness. So I'm really interested to hear your health goals going into 2023. You can share them with me on Instagram, send me a DM at Dr. Haley Schaff or at Alpha Health and Wellness. I would love to hear what you are going to take into the new year, uh, especially if you really resonated with this and you want to work on a little bit of that mind-body connection and really implementing kind of some of these de-stress practices because who knows, you might really see how they could be affecting your digestion, your metabolism, your blood sugar. Oh my gosh, that's not even something I mentioned, but it, it tied this all back. When I did wear a CGM in February, again, I wore one the year before also, the times that my blood sugar were always the worst were the times that I was stressed. <laughs> so just to show you how powerful that is. And then I meditated and it dropped over 20 points. I mean, it's wild to see the physical effects of all of that. And we obviously know that blood sugar has huge effects with metabolism, with acne. I mean, 
so many, so many different things. So just being able to see the power that stress can have on all of that is, is really profound. And I think motivating to continue making it a good practice. So I hope that you have a great new year. I hope that you had a great holiday season and I hope that you're as excited for a new year with new, new or continuing goals. I think it's a little cliche when we say new year, new me, right? But it, I, there is just something really, uh, I, I don't know. It's a reset. It's, it's not necessarily a reset, but it's just a refresh, refresh. It's just kind of like a new page is turned. And if you're continuing on a lot of the things that you've been doing, which I hope you are, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you've, you've probably updated and changed a lot of things, which is amazing. So it's not that you necessarily have to just completely wipe those out and make complete new things, but it's just an opportunity to really sit down and be mindful of these are the things that I did really good this year. I'm going to continue doing those. And then this is something that I really want to work on and continue going into next year. These are some habits I want to adopt and kind of workshopping with yourself. How am I going to adopt these habits? So for me, okay, I want to add a meditation. Cool. That wasn't enough. I need to, I needed to say, okay, my days are kind of crazy. Like, you know, am I going to do it in the afternoon? Am I going to do it at night? The morning was just the easiest because it was just, it's now interwoven into my morning routine. So it's just a non-negotiable. I just do it. I look forward to it. I wake up and it's just on autopilot really. Um, so finding kind of not only what habits you would like to implement, say you want to walk 7,000 steps a day. Okay. How are you going to do that? Are you going to go for a walk in the morning? Are you going to try to pace around your house or your workplace during meetings? Are you going to go for a walk at night? Are you going to do a little bit of mix of everything? Like, what is that going to look like for you? Because at the end of the day, goals are great. And having steps or things that you want to change are amazing. But if you don't have a plan or an idea of how you might be able to execute that, it's only a goal until you really implement more of a plan. So, um, maybe that can kind of help with you being able to kind of workshop what you're going to do. This is what you're going to, this is what you want to implement. This is how you're going to implement it so that you can make sure that you stick with it. And we're not just going to do these New York resolutions that by February are just completely out the window. We are looking for long-term sustainable health goals that we can implement all year long. Cause that's the goal, sustainability and really just making this a lifestyle. That's, that's the end of the goal. That's the, that's the end goal, not the end of the goal, but anyways, happy new year. Hope this resonates with you. Hope this gives you some motivation to implement some of these things, maybe try some meditation, deep breathing, etc. But again, please let me know what you're looking forward to implementing. And I hope that you have an amazing final few days of 2022. Woo!